Welcome to the No Cell Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. And we just got to watch AEW's full gear. WWE is setting up for another Randy and Drew match. I'm out. I'm out. No Cell. <laughs> so let's get into this week. But first, I'm your host. Joseph Lessel, I'm Hello. alongside here with the No-So crew. You're already marking out for me, thanks. Uh, the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. You should see Polythene Pam. She's so good-looking, but she looks like a man. Well, well, well. <laughs> Speaking of that guy, No-So's of a legend, my people. Hi, everybody. He is... You can... Just... Wave to your fans, please. Get it over with. Thank you. Devin Dolberg. The head of the table. Is here. <laughs> the, the, what? Wait, what? Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse I think you will me. all fall in line. Don't think it's a coincidence that the real head of the table walks through the room as soon as you fucking said that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you did. And she I understand just... now, Producer Zen. <laughs> I understand now. Yeah, okay. Oos. Yeah, okay, Jay. Yeah, you guys are calling everyone Oos. Yeah, I'm calling oos. everyone Oos. <laughs> Tribal King over there. Yeah. I dare you to work tomorrow. No problem, Moose. <laughs> yeah, no problem, Moose. <laughs> Can't go to your boss. What's up, Moose? Yeah. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> Acknowledge me. <laughs> uh, it already better show than Raw. <laughs> You're welcome, America. <laughs> I know you have to ask where. Uh, why do I almost call you Randy? Uh, hi. <laughs> you have to ask uh, Joe about that. He's the only one who watches Raw. Alright, so. Hey! What are you fucking. The, the Neaters? What is happening over here? I thought we were playing Texas Hold'em Spartacus. <laughs> I don't want to give away my poker face. This is off the rails. We're already off it. the rails. <laughs> right I love it. it. And that's, let's talk about some uh, AEW, I guess. Yes? Yes? No? Yeah, let's start high and end low. The gear is full. Or, or, or do you guys want to go low and go high? Yeah, full gear. I like to be high. I do too. Like Tal Bachman. Like Riddle. She's so high. Not Matt Riddle. Riddle. <laughs> no. How dumb do they think people are, by the way? Well, oh, is I this mean. a new character? <laughs> if we no longer call him Matt Riddle, Did you when people at... Google him, they I won't mean, find out all those like sex things that uh, yeah. people accusations. are accusing him of. Accusations people yeah. are accusing Allegedly. him of. Allegedly. Candy Cartwright. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, I know, that's a tough one on. because both... Both people's images are sullied at best, so... <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> if I had just lost consciousness due to this microphone, yeah. would the show have gone on? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, without question. And we... my poker face would have held, would have hid so, uh, my unconsciousness. Just, awesome. just to let everybody know, since... You know, you can't see this. The mic just fell into... Fell onto, uh, <laughs> my chin. Face. Yeah. I got a good old chin job. He's got dick slapped. <laughs> Heard that. Clap for the Wolfman. So let's go. For that being said, (laughs) for that being said, let's talk about some full gear. What do you guys think of it first? Was it better than their last show? Yes, yes, Joe, it was. Was it the best one of the year? No, 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 no. Revolution, because Revolution still counts. Revolution was still somehow in this year. (laughs) Some fucking out, which doesn't resonate very well with me. Yeah. When, um, when when we when I look at wrestling stuff from this year and I go wait this happened this year it did oh, yeah okay so let's let's break down the card shall we the 
dark match or the buy-in was Serena Deeb defeating Allison Kay for the NWA Women's Championship in 10 minutes and 25 seconds. Well, she didn't beat her for it. She successfully retained it. Yes. However, the funny thing is Allison Kay did get released from, or she, she left NWA like three days prior to this match. I learned that that Serena is the same Serena from Straight Edge Society. Yep. Which I am all for. We, um... Hard. I don't know. There's some weird cross-pollinization going on with the NWA and AEW, but seemingly only as it relates to the women's division. That is weird. There's also... Well, we find well, out we, we find out at the beginning that they're in other companies. Yeah. This was a good match. I went Worked three and a quarter. Um, you'd have to... Uh, I'll just uh, play my gimmick and say what I wrote. Yeah, I like um, it. Good match. Deeb has looked great since debuting, and Kay looks strong in what you would have to think uh, was kind of a trial match for her. Hopefully it leads to a contract, because they need all the help they can get with competent women in the ring. It's enjoyable. I liked it. I thought it was good. Uh, however, <sighs> Serena Deeb's tan, little distracting, little orange, uh, but, you know, She's the champ, brother. Orange, you glad you saw it? Dude. I'm just glad they put her on the pre-show to keep her away from horny Jim Ross. Every time he commentates on her matches on (gasps) fucking Dynamite. Jared, don't do... He has to smoke a cigarette after the match is done. Because this... uh, Was this the original? Because I think it was Scorpio Sky versus uh, Sean Spears was supposed to be the original buy-in, but then... No, that was on Dynamite. Dynamite, Yeah, Yeah, Orange Cassidy and... and Silver. Silver was supposed to be the buy-in. Oh, okay. Until... But then they found out they could do this match, so they moved that to the main card and put this on the buy-in. And Pockets deserves the main card. In a way, yeah. Because, I mean, it well, would Well, you're going to build them that much. You well, need it, to put them on the main card. And it would card. look bad to go from the second main two with, months ago to the fucking buy-in on this show. Jericho, yeah. Like, it, it, it would have been a WWE trope of, yeah. hey, Dean Ambrose, you're in uh, this match at Mania, but in the following pay-per-view, you're in the pre-show. Yeah, wouldn't that be good? Yeah. So, good match. Good. Um, hopefully, Kate gets a job, and now we go to the main p- card for Full Gear. Yep. And let's start off with the AEW Championship Eliminator Tournament Finals for the number one contendership. Hey, Don Callis is here. Or a future AEW World Championship. Kenny Omega defeating Hangman Page in a match that I thought went longer. But it only went 16 minutes and 25 seconds. I'm surprised it opened. As was I. Um, I was at the time. By the time I saw the end of the card and how they arranged everything, it made sense. <laughs> they didn't want to backload everything and drain <laughs> the crowd again. I mean, I prefer this. I prefer yeah. like to have a big match first. And this is probably the best option. Um, so this worked as the opener. So what did you give it? I don't. I liked the match. I'm not sure about what they're doing with Paige. I went uh, four flat. The former tag champs fight for the right to be the next world title contender. A very good match with high impact offense from both guys. Omega gets the win and moves on to the world title picture where he belongs. And uh, I just I have problems with how they're using Adam Page, making um, him the sad drunk. Yeah, making him the sad depressed drunk who doesn't believe in himself. Uh, you know, the complete opposite of what got him crazy over at the beginning of the year. Like I told Joe the other day when we were watching it, it's, they've only been a full-time company for one year, and they've managed to completely cool off this man twice. How is that possible? Because he was in the first title match, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. How is that possible in 365 days? You do it twice to the same guy. Well, it's the big show. Hopefully he can recover. The big show? No. Uh. I, couldn't, I couldn't care less if the big show recovers at this point. Um, Does he still wrestle? I mean, mm, did he ever wrestle? Maybe? No. Only Paul White did. I'm not familiar with any company where he might be wrestling. No. Yeah. Um, God damn it. It's fine. Booble has the sneezes. Um, well, our great friend, Brian Last, said I really liked what he thought of this match, and I really liked the idea he thinks it's going because that's exactly what I think is going to happen. I agree. I, I, for those who didn't listen, he um, kind of thinks... I mean, it's Omega's going to beat Moxley, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. eventually it's probably going to be Paige that beats Omega. Well, it's going to be the Elite has the titles. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, minus Cody, but Cody's not really in the Elite anymore. In the, the Elite anymore. He's got his own family of 3,700 people yeah. that follow him around. <laughs> uh, he's got a cult. He's got his own Dark Order. But it, God damn it. But, you know, Adam Page is at an all-time low now. He's got his own Nightmare Collective. Because of what happened. He's the sad, lonely guy. So he's going to spend yep. the next year rebuilding himself, getting back up to probably that. Sober. And he, yes. And he lost... To the one wing angel, which no one's ever kicked out of. So, probably full gear next year, he'll end up kicking out of the one wing angel. It's definitely a long range storyline. It is. This is definitely just the first salvo. It would make sense. Do we get a montage? Do we get a montage of uh, Hangman Page kicking out of one winged angels like from somebody else? Like this is how you kick out to that eighties tune. Send me an angel. I. I hope when Omega beats Moxley, he has the title for a while. I hope they don't start hot-shotting yeah, title I reigns. I don't think this company will with the world title. The TNT title, that's one that's thing. Whatever, or yeah, the women's, even though they haven't done it with the women's either. That's one thing. But I, I don't think you will. I think it's either going to be at Beach Break in January, which is a, like a Dynamite special. Because Bash at the Beach has been trademarked. Because I just, I don't know if they're going to wait all the way to Revolution. February 27th is a long way from here. Okay. So you could what, feel longer in real so life. So do, yeah. do, do they do the rematch with Moxley at I Revolution? I can see the rematch at Revolution. Omega puts him away. Moxley moves on to something else. And then you've got Omega against next person, eventually leading to yeah. uh, you know, Hangman. Okay. Uh, our next match. Orange Cassidy defeating John Silver, the meat man, in nine minutes and 40 seconds. Johnny Hungy. Um, I gave him his three stars. I thought it was actually a really good match. Uh, here's simply what I put and see if you guys get this. This company gets it. You use Jericho to build Cassidy to the next level. Then you move Orange back down to hopefully give the rub to other guys you want to build. It's wrestling 101. That's how you do it. The rub. Uh, you don't need the guy to win. He's just look competitive and strong, which he did. Uh, Orange maintains his luster as like an important keg in the mid card. And since you obviously have plans for John Silver, at least for the short time, you've built him up. He looks a little more important now. It's uh, wrestling one on one. I have a question. Yeah, and I don't mean this as a slight because I have a big fan of this, which you couldn't hear about on the Monday Night War stories. I get uh, Crash Holly vibes from John Silver. Yes, that is exactly. I mean, um, which again is not a slight. Yeah, that's uh, one of ceiling. my favorites when I was younger. But that's the ceiling. I, I don't think he's going to be competing for the world title or anything. I could see him getting a TNT title shot. Uh, mm-hmm. But yes, uh, a Crash Holly is not a terrible thing to be either in a company. Yeah, definitely serves a purpose. You know, who Crash Holly is Devin. 
I do know who that one okay. is. Okay. <laughs> like, for me, did it's Did you get like, pinned in a ball pit one time? Yes, you yes, did. <laughs> with John Silver, it's... They need to do more with him on Dynamite because a lot of his fan craze and all that is going only on the being the elite. Well, they have just started. It's only... It's only been going on period like three weeks. Yeah. So I mean, it's well, it's I've seen. I, the, I was to say I've seen him more on the being the elite, yeah. being the oh, we got chilies. Yeah. Well, it starts there, and after a couple of weeks, you know, you're Chili's like, oh, that's, that's, that's pretty guy. funny. Yeah. So I mean, it has started on on Dynamite. I just hope they continue with it because I feel like it's he's getting over with that, but maybe it's that WWE mindset of well, he's getting over on himself by himself. Kill him. Nope, that's not. No, no. I, that's already been shown. That's not how it goes in this company. I uh, <laughs> I don't watch every week. I've seen a, a high number of them. Do you think the elite thing is played out? Like, should we stop doing the uh, being the elite thing to introduce talent? And like, I just did. I hear a whisper. I heard from a, a whisper ghost? from a ghost. A, a whisper. <laughs> z- uh, a whisper. God. A producer just said yes. The most people will say yes. They're hardcore. Their hardcore fan base digs it, so that's what they're going to keep doing. In this company doesn't care about expanding. No. They're happy with their fan base to who they are, and they're going to service those those fans. Yeah. I don't think they're trying to make new fans. No, they're not. And they said that, to their credit, it's crazy to me, but to their credit, they said <sighs> that before they even started. Cody said, look, we're not, we're not going to try to be WWE. We're not going to push. Well, they're not trying to position themselves to the mainstream and be on, like, you know. If they can someday, like, they're not looking to fill their football stadium. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're servicing their hardcore fans, and that's who they care about. The I think we talked about that before they started, that we didn't want them to be WWE 2.0 or WWE Lite. Unfortunately, yeah. some, the, some creative has been that way. Um, to that point, they're not putting Cody Rhodes on fucking random TNT drama. They have been on, like, inside the NBA to promote the mm-hmm. show. Yeah, it's all to promote this show on their channel. Um, it's all to make TNT happy, and TNT is very happy with the numbers. So much so that they've demanded a second show. So a, a one-hour show that's not going to be added on to yeah, Dynamite. Not a yeah. third hour of Dynamite. God, no. They, Fuck, uh, Both Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes were adamant that that would never happen. Nope. Um, let's see how Cody Rhodes was adamant for this next match. Darby Allen defeating Cody Rhodes to win the AEW TNT Championship in 17 minutes. I really liked this. I gave it three and three quarters. I said, this was damn good. Darby is the plucky, death-defying underdog is a natural, and Cody plays a subtle prick just so fucking well. Uh, Darby gets the surprise pin with a roll-up reversal, but me thinks he won't hold the title that long. Oh, yeah? No, I don't see that as a... He's the, no. the kind of guy you don't need a long reign out of. No. You needed to have him win to prove he could mm-hmm. because you've beat him too many times. But he shouldn't have a long reign. It would be like if you gave the one, two, three kid the Intercontinental title in '94. It would need to be like two weeks, yep. and then someone beats. And him. then, who who do you think would beat him? It doesn't Cage matter. Anybody or... at that point? It's irrelevant. I, don't know. I think it's Starks. I think Starks. it's Ricky Starks. Yeah. Uh, it won't be Cody. I don't think. Do you think they, what they could do with? Yeah, we've discussed this on previous shows about how AEW is trying to do uh, Jungle Boy and MJF. Mm-hmm. Do you think they could do the same thing with Darby and Starks? Yeah, I think that's the plan. That's the plan. I think Starks is too good, too um, captivating on TV that they need to capitalize on it. And the TNT title being the TV title in basic 
putting him on many weeks is exactly what they need to do. So that's exactly who I would do. I can even see them doing a Cody rematch, but then maybe Team Taz gets involved and there's no decisive winner. And then the next week, I would have Starks beat him. Competitive, really good, but have him win. Because Darby, it just doesn't need the belt. That yeah. character's unique enough. It's good to have the cachet that he was a champion and that he can get to that level. But you don't need him to keep it. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys are better with the chase than the actual get it. You know, once you get it, it's like, it's the Zack Ryder thing from 2009. Mm-hmm. He got that U.S. belt, and then both of us were like, hey, we're done. Yep, yep, yep. What do you guys think? I mean, I've been such a huge fan of Darby since the first time we saw him at Defy. Uh, since uh, one human wrestling database told us to uh, watch this gentleman. Because he is uh, a bit a bit nuts. <laughs> a little bit. In, in a good way. Uh, I mean, the video package they were showing before the pay-per-view, uh, highlighting some of his personal story, is incredible. It's I a mean, hell of a story. Uh, he is such a unique character that it's a... And especially if you incorporate his personal story, it's a great baby face. But the character lends itself to be such a great heel as well that you can go any direction you want with the Which character. Which I think you'll get eventually. I, I do too. I read today that they re-upped him. I... Um, it does for, not shock me. Yeah, for more money too. So nice. They it's, they see what they have, and it's uh, uh, Major League Baseball starting to do this. Instead of waiting for free agency, they pay you a little bit more at the front end, but they re up you sooner. And that's what this one is to like. show you, like, hey, no, we we love what you're doing. We want to lock you up now. Mm-hmm. We don't want to wait. Yeah, and that's uh, when because at first I was like, wow, what do you do? Like, I have a one year contract. But as like, I was reading, it was like, no, they just. He probably, if he didn't sign it, flirted with WWE and got a bigger paycheck. He probably could have. Um, but this way, it really shows loyalty to them. If he didn't burn his bridge with WWE a year ago by saying, I mean, I refuse to go there because they'd fucking fuck me over and I'd be masturbating in a garbage can. And oh. <laughs> I mean, he is not wrong. but He went out of his way to fucking just shoot himself in the foot negotiation-wise from here on out. But that doesn't really surprise me either. But his face, his body paint was fucking sick. I thought it was it was a really good match. He does it himself, right? Yeah, just like he did all that like, to like, like Balor. Damn. Yeah, yeah I think it was, I, great, it, it was a good match. It, it's every time I see a Darby Allen match, I'm just surprised how quick he is. Yeah. The one complaint I have about the match, it wasn't even the match; it was Cody. Oh, that was my complaint. Really? My complaint was I thought he should have won with the coffin drop and not with the roll up. Yeah, I think the coffin drop, like Cornette you need said, to, yeah, you need to make that his it's his finisher. You need to get that, but legitimized. I, and and it's something he was complaining about too is, and last I think was one complaining about it, and it's true, and I've noticed this with Cody a lot. Pick a fucking way and go with it. You're either a face or a heel. Yeah, the the being the ultra face before and after, but being a heel during the match serves no purpose. It's, it's somewhat. Uh, Hogan, you know what I mean? Like he well, comes out the big baby face, and then he's the heel. But you know what I mean? Like I he does the heel tactics. Cody has the thought process that there's no such things as heels and faces anymore. It's all shades of gray. And that ain't true. And the business, I mean, never it is true if you way. don't want to make money. Yeah, the business <laughs> never worked that way. Even in the, even during the Attitude Era when they said there were no heels and faces, that's bullshit. Austin there were was clear a baby Vince faces. Was a heel. There were clear heels. That's how you make money. Mm-hmm. So Cody needs to get that out of his fucking head. You need the slimy little heel. You need the slimy little heel to root against, and you need the baby face to. Root and for. it's much easier to boo Cody. 
So he needs I to wanted be. the heel turn at the end. I thought, you know, here's your fucking kick him in the dick. Don't give him the neck title. Tattoo. No, but he had to propose to uh, Darby yeah. Allen by giving him the title. His betrothed. You got to be all humble, all humble Cody. <laughs> so we talked about it just a second ago before. Uh, Cody Rhodes' uh, nightmare family expands with Lee Johnson, Billy Gunn. And, uh, oh, oh, that's Billy. And, uh, oh, Billy. And Austin Gunn. And Austin Gunn. There you go. Get it right. You don't want to get sued, Joe. I apologize. It's Billy and Austin Gunn. Yes, there you go. Uh, my... my uh, my head went, really? Billy? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's interesting. Is, is he getting his uh, annual push in now in AW? <laughs> it's, it's an unwritten Billy bang bang yeah. <laughs> contract thing. Yeah. No matter the company. Yep. Each fall, <laughs> Billy gets a push. Yep. Uh, the, I don't understand the Nightmare family. It's, it's him and Brandy and Pharaoh. Yeah, gotta remember the dogs. The in dog, and then Dustin and QT. Yep, and now Lee Johnson, Billy, and Austin Gunn. Yep, I get that it's just the people he trains around. I get it, but you don't really do anything with them. They're just there. Yeah, Billy, <laughs> Billy, and Austin, Art yes. <laughs> Gunn, are in the crowd for the shows. That's way, all they do. Way to piss on Colton Gunn. He's not in it. <laughs> He just gets to sit in the crowd still. He's not even part of the fucking group. You, it, it. They're they're creating their own dark order, as you said. It's the it's the light order. It's a very nightmare order. It's the nightmare order. Light version of it, though. That's not good. I think I'll stick with the dark order. Thank you very much. Which is sad, <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, it, hey, it, who knew that dark order would have a bad ripoff in WWE? That dark order was still better then. <laughs> Uh, speaking of dark, let's go to our next match as it's for the AEW Women's Championship as Sheeta. I don't really understand. Oh, weird I, know. I, I, I tried. Are you trying to say this match was terrible and should have been pre-show? Yes. Okay. There it this is. This was a match for AEW Dark. Hakiro Sheeta defeating Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero at her side till the very end with 14 minutes and 10 seconds. Um, I went two and three quarters. I was sure Nala was taking the title tonight. This was good, but their last pay-per-view match was way better. After the match, they teased a breakup of Nyla and her manager, Vicky Guerrero. They sure have killed Nyla dead. Do I, am I wrong? I don't know. I was like, do they have plans or not have plans with Nyla Rose? Because she should be dominating everybody if they're pushing her. Yep. But not only did she lose, but then her... Her manager punked her out. She got bitched out. Yeah. So I'm confused. Is there a push coming, or is this like a burial? Is she just going off TV for a while? I really don't understand. I know. I knew <laughs> where you were going. Don't do it. <laughs> what do you guys think? Uh, I, I kind of wish they would push her. Like, just kind of... She's obviously the best one in the division. Lean into how much... Mm. People best hate her option. for whatever reason they have for hating her. Lead into it. Serena Deeb's the best woman in the division. Yeah, right now. but but she's but got their the biggest mon- but she's got the weird title that isn't the f- company. So she should be awesome, Kong. She should be, and not they, the crying version, Karma. And, but that's what we got. That's what, <laughs> that's what we got. <laughs> missed it by that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Bring in Bubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> so what they did is big Bubba someone, Nyla. Someone told Tony Khan to study Awesome Kong, and instead he just pulled up the raw with karma. Yep. He's like, 
Okay, we can do that. Yeah. God damn it. Big Bubba Rose. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think she should have won. I mean, what more can you do with Sheeta at the moment? She's beaten everyone. Everyone. Uh, maybe Bring in more a, outlaw indie much. When title <laughs> for title happens. I was going to say, it's title for title. It has to be the next step. Yep. And then Deeb wins. And then you sign Allison K and you sign Thunder Rosa. And then one of those gets the belt. And then, yeah. Then, you you got, got, then you've, you've got four women who can actually fucking work. And then, work. honestly, if you don't want her to lose, then you just vacate the NWA one and you have them fight over it. And here's here's where I could give an unpopular take. But they hey, don't Ron, have that great... But they don't have a great women's division. If they could sign Kay and Rosa, along and along with Serena Deeb and Sheeta, that's four very competent workers. I thought Rosa was WWE bound. Yeah. She has a couple of MMA fights, and they want her to. There, uh, she did, those. She did an interview saying that she would prefer doing her own stuff, and so being. It's the new world of wrestling, down. and I love it. Yeah, she wants the the Hager kind of if, freedom. If you get those four, and then have Nyla be strong. And then Statlander and Dr. Britt, when they're both fully healthy, that's seven women who are pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then you can quit using all the other ones as much because some of them are terrible. There's, hmm. like, like, Big Swole has a ton of charisma, but she's not good in the ring. Um, Oof. And then there's others who are projects, like Anna Jay is really young. Tay Conti is really young and has, doesn't have a lot of matches under her belt. Those are certainly people you can build towards and put them on dark and let them get their reps and maybe in a year or so they could be valuable members. But right now they've they do not have a good women's division. They're missing some of their international stars. Too. Yeah, and they can't have Riho and I can't remember the name of the lady from Britain. It's not B Priestley, she's gone. But there was another one who was only there once or twice and but because of the COVID Hasn't been able to come You know over. who I wish they could have? Who? Nicole Matthews. That would be fantabulous, oh, too. God damn it, man. Doesn't she have like three years left? Something like that. I think two. It's to be honest, because so it's a five year thing. It's isn't a five year it? thing. It's so and long. I, I want to say like two years because when we. We saw her in 18. Yeah, so it's, so it's true. been, it's it's been 23. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. I know math. Because there's a Canadian who, uh, his name is uh, Speedball Mike Bailey. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Who's uh, freaking really good. But he got Ixnade in 16. Oh. So his is almost over. He can come back in 21 as soon as things open up. God, it sucks. It's been a long wait. He's had to wrestle in Europe and Germany uh-huh. and Japan like, and wherever he can get to work. You can make it work, but like if you want to be a star on this side, you have to be North America. You know what sucks? You just is, have to. Dude, he was... He was just getting into regular PWG shows. He was about six months away from breaking big in America, where he could have gone to like Evolve or Ring of Honor, any of those places, and then they got him. So it's been five years. It's just like working off of a visa. Is that what it is? Yeah. 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 God damn it, man. Mother Canuckers. Mother Canuckers. <laughs> Let's move on to our next match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. If the Young Bucks lose, they were never challenged for the titles again. Ever. And uh, Tully Blanchard is barred from ringside. That one didn't make sense. He hasn't interfered in shit match once. It's, yep. because, it's because of the fact that they did the spot where a couple weeks ago on Dynamite that he helps do the double spike power driver. That Which is, wasn't in a match. Because the whole thing was he interfered too many times. Yeah. He hadn't interfered in any fucking matches. Exactly. Those are after the bout. Like, Checks out. Uh, like as, the manager's allowed to be there flat in the match. I gotta tell you. <laughs> as the Young Bucks defeat FTR to win 
the tag team championships in 28 minutes and 35 seconds. Arn Anderson's allowed to bring his goddamn Waffle House menu down there to see what the fuck he's going to get <laughs> after the match. His Red Robin cocktail. But goddamn, totally can't come down. Um, I'm torn on this. This is a really good match. Mm-hmm. I gave it four and a half. I think I really enjoyed the nuts and bolts of the match. Better than Revolution? No. No, I no. gave that five. Thank you. I was worried about the build about or these two teams wouldn't be able to live up to the hype for this match. After all, they've only been building it for four years. In my opinion, they barely lived up to it. Fantastic match for the first time. For the first time since they showed up, FTR looked like the team that was so great up north. They actually... They didn't go all the way into a revival match. But it was the most revival-like they've been in AEW. That's one of the craziest sentences, by the way. Is that you gave it... Four, four and a half, four, four and, and a half. They barely lived they up didn't, to it. They didn't live up to it. Yeah. Barely like, lived up Jesus, to it. Jesus, dude. Because this has been built up as the two best, and they are the two best teams in the last five, six years, without question. Um, and it was so, the build cooled down significantly because this was a dog shit build. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really screwed the pooch. First of all, who the fuck were the Hills? I don't know. I still don't <laughs> hey, know. To this moment, uh, it sir, was there is no gray area <laughs> right. yeah, in right. AEW. Uh, FTR were the Hills. They worked like the baby faces the first part of the match because the Bucks were working as Hills. Yep. Um, Heard that. Basically, everything Cornette and Last broke down about this on the podcast this week, I agree with. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks worked this completely ass backwards the first half. They needed to be the baby faces. Why weren't they the baby faces the entire build? They. It they doesn't are make sense. Like it just, Especially if they're going to win the titles. Like I don't. But they've been healed the entire time in the build. <sighs> Super kicking fucking announcers and referees and paying fines. They, like they're flexing yeah. money. Like yeah, they've yeah. totally ruined the build. The build should have been, hey, we think we're the best tag team, and this is our company. And hey, you came here to prove that you're the best team. One of us has to win, and FTR is already heels with Tully. They can be the heels. They're the baby faces. Have the fucking match. But instead, it was, let's get all fucking 2020-like and overthink everything. Fucking bastardize the build so nobody knows what the fuck is going on by the time the match comes, which is a problem in every goddamn company right now. I think it also doesn't help that Matt Jackson's coming in with a torn MCL and a thinning ACL. So when the idea... So of course they should win. Yeah. Well, and it was from doing a flip. <laughs> and it's one of those things of, I'll be honest, I, w- I was hyped for this match, but I got a little turned off on it when it became, if the Young Bucks lose, they don't challenge again. Because I'm like, that run it. isn't Cody already doing this storyline? Yep. That, that's, that's when I knew they were winning, too. Yeah, because Cody lost. Because I was like, Cody lost, so they're going to win. Yeah. It was terrible, that, that part. The, yeah. I fucking hated that. Mm-hmm. With a passion. However, I'm not surprised they did it. They they can't get out of their way. The Bucks can't. They're, they. Here's my personal thoughts on this. You want to make some real money, and you want to make sure this lasts and this is good. The FTR wins this match. Yeah, easily. Especially since you're hurt, you can build it in. They're the heels. They work on the fucking injury. You give it all you got. The old Superman. You're trying. You're trying. You're trying. And then they still win. Ego. Exactly. It's ego. They wanted. They weren't going to gonna be the, not the best tag team in the they, world. Yeah, they, they weren't going to not go over. They weren't going to not win the match with the two teams that could claim to be the best, especially when they're the vice presidents. They run the tag division. They were going to win. It's a tale as old as time. Hogan, Austin, anybody, Rhodes, Michaels. Dusty. You know, like, imagine if Hall and Nash lost their first tag match. 
you could have this feud could have had so much more legs and been so much more captivating and so much more fulfilling to everybody who has waited five years like me to see this match. If FTR wins and the Bucks are the plucky baby faces who did everything they fucking could and just the injury stopped them. They just couldn't do it. But damn it, we're going to come back when I'm healthy. We're going to try even harder and we're going to beat them. Then finally would have been so much better. I love that storyline. You're just saying there, if you minus the, if they lose their, Oh yeah, that should have never come up. Yeah. Uh, I don't get why it did. Because the build had been so fucking terrible. They just scrapped everything a week before the pay-per-view and did an about-face where the Bucks were baby faces putting it all on the line to try to get you interested in the match because they had done such a bad job building, too. Because... What should have been the easiest match on the card to build? Yep. The uh, oh, yeah. the main guy, more or less in charge of creative, learned creative mostly from WWE. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, his father is Dusty Rhodes, but he came up in the business in WWE. He didn't work indies. That's not what he did. So he's going to, that's just not what he knows. Doesn't Tony do a majority of this too? He does, but those vice presidents are very hands They have, they have the, uh, they the, say. The, the main five have say. <laughs> like, he has final say, but the Bucks, five. they run the... Jericho's the fifth? Jericho gets a lot of say, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's Jericho and the Elite. Got it. Yep. Um, the Bucks run the tag division. He has final say, but they do the booking. Yeah. And so they can... And they're his vice presidents, so they're going to have a lot of leeway and a lot of power. It... it, it, it and it, it... For me, it's like it's funny because of the fact that they win and they, then they post the celebratory photos like since the Dodgers just won and the Lakers just won. Since they're from the California area, they get the champagne popping spot in the locker room. But they're straight edge, so it's like apple cider. Yeah. Uh, It just rubbed me the wrong way. The wrong team won. Uh, It's pure ego, run amok, Um, just like you see in every era of every wrestling company. Yeah, it's one of those things like, you gave it four and a half, but you're so disappointed in the match. Should have been five. Yeah. Easily. Easily. You eat five because you've been building for four to five years. And, and both guys can, and both teams could do it. Yeah. Also, I heard a good take on the finish. What if so the finish is he Cash no goes. no no or no flips, all Cash fists, flips. And he flips, yeah, and costs him the match. But how much better would it have been if when he flips, instead of the super kick, they win with fists? Mm-hmm. They lost with what they say they use. It was just they lost a, because of flipping, and then the young bucks used their fists. Yep. Yeah, I feel like that would have been so much better. The only thing I could take solace from is I don't think this company will split up FTR because of it. Where no. in WWE they definitely would have. He he does a flip instead of a fist at the cost of the match, and on the very next fucking Raw, Tully and and Dax are attacking him. Oh yeah, they're him turning down. on him. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that'll happen here. I hope not. They, I think, they, they can tease anger, they and they can tease like, "Why the hell did you do that?" That's against everything we stand for. Blah blah blah. But you smooth it out. You just you don't do the the turn. Yeah, you can improve FTR mm-hmm. with that way too. Yeah. I think uh, the next time they wrestle, when the FTR beats them, they beat them with the flip move. I think the point is they missed it the first time, which is why you won. We're gonna beat you with your own move, or a super kick, or what they beat him with. Unless I, I hope I'm proven wrong, but to me this just screamed of Jarrett and TNA. I may not have been the first world champion, but I'm going to be the world champion, 
And no matter if it's best for business or not. You know and what I mean? I believe we said on this podcast, the Bucks never needed to win the title. Never. No. Nope. They have such a, a huge roster of tag teams. Cody didn't legends. need to win. The Bucks didn't. Like, they don't need, like... Like, I like the fact that Cody will never be world champ if they follow it. And they seem dead set on following it. And, and he like pushes the, the TNT yeah. title like it's... Kind of like the wins and losses matter thing, in which they're keeping up with. I do love they show the wins and loss records. And I love that so much. They, they from day one, they preach that stipulations will be upheld. So I kind of like the fact Cody's never going to be a champ. He doesn't need to be. That could build the other team, the championship, which he's done nicely with. But yeah, that was that tag match. You know, they'll have a rematch, I'm sure. And, ugh. Let's move on. That's next. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Can we yeah. not move on? Can we just move past Corey this spoiled one? himself. Sadly, <laughs> let's move on to the Elite Deletion match. Oh. Can this just be deleted? AEW cinematic uh, match. Uh, Matt Hardy defeating Sammy Guevara in 19 minutes and 39 seconds with... Uh, I liked the original TNA thing the Hardys did. Yep. But can companies just quit giving Matt Hardy creative license? Yes. Please. Two good cinematic matches since this all started. And, like, and the rest have been awful. The first one worked fine, but then, like, every one he's done is just regurgitation of the same shit. It's yeah. not new. It's No, it's uh, the same broken gimmick since... So Matt Hardy defeated Sammy Guevara. I gave it a star. Gener- oh, generous. my God. And here's what I said. This was not good. I'm beyond tired of these cinematic events. But I give it a star for the hard work it took to film this by everybody involved. It did take a lot of work. And I appreciate that aspect of it. And I'm not even talking Matt and Sammy. I'm talking the camera guys, the people yeah. who built the ring, the other wrestlers who had to show up and help. I'm rewarding all of their hard work, but I'm fucking sick of this shit. It sucks. We had Guevara, Hardy, Hurricane Helms, Gangrel, Private Party, Pride and Powerful. All of them run in, and I think one of my favorite spots is the fact that in before the match even starts, Hardy is on the phone with Private Party saying, hey, if I need help, I'll give you a call. And then they're beating him up, uh, Pride and Powerful are beating him up on the ground, and like he finds a walkie-talkie, and you see uh, Private Party in like a car, and they're like, oh, I guess we should go see him, right? And the best part is when they're wrestling, if you look to the right you can see Private Party just standing there waiting for their spot because then they cut to them running down the like a pathway. But they're li- literally, literally, for Devin, I got, right huge, I got a huge smile on my face Ooh. today because of this match. Oh, it, this thing sucked. Um, yeah, Balls. that thing was terrible. This, if, enough is enough. If this is the best Matt Hardy can do, then he needs to retire. If you can't bring it in a normal match, then you're done. And listen to me. You've had a phenomenal career. Great. Phenomenal yeah. career. It's done, bro. It happens to everybody. He, everybody loses the time. He, you know what they also did here is in my what they did with Matt Hardy when he got hurt the first time or got the concussion, and it's him, you know, saying, I need to take time off. Okay. He says you're gonna take time off, and when he comes back, he's gonna go for a title. But what does he do instead? We're starting the feud back again with Guevara to finish it finally, which he could have just finished once he came back. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I think we all said this back in March when he debuted. This was the only 
WWE signing they did that did make sense and that wasn't needed. Well, turns out nah, the other one isn't great. Miro, whatever. That's, Miro. That's, not, that's, not yeah. going, that's not going great either. It's not going great. <laughs> that's true. Uh, but at the time, this was definitely the one where it's like, hmm, and it hasn't worked. No. Um, it ha- it's been a weird fit. He, he, it's been snake bitten from day one. Oh yeah, it's the Bray Wyatt get of this the fucking fuck company, away man. From Sammy just, Guevara. Yeah, just get away. Period. And you know what? I know why he keeps fighting. One, it's in his blood. It's his wrestlers. They, they don't want to quit. But also, even though he'll never admit it, he's fighting to be as relevant or more than his brother. Mm-hmm. It's a competition. It, it is. Which is, it makes sense. It's your little brother. You got three years on him. Jeff's just better. Jeff's just better. And he's moreover, he's he's got that it factor. Mm-hmm. Matt is great. He was really good for a really long time. Matt has a phenomenal wrestling mind. Yeah. Use that. Be behind Be the that. scenes. Be behind the scenes. Be a producer. Be an agent. But not doing this stuff. You know like, what? Take your creativity and your knowledge and work with the women. That's not a da- terrible idea. Use that. You know, I, I mean, the one part of his AEW existence I like is the mentoring private party. Mm-hmm. That I got no problem with. Because he's got 25 years of knowledge that he can impart on those young guys. And if they're smart, they listen. And they probably are. Yeah. And they're going to be better for it. It, it. it mirrors the Michael Hayes to the, to the Hardys. Oh, yeah. yeah. So happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes. Uh, so I hope this is no, I hope there's no more of this shit and let's move on. That's depressing. <laughs> yeah. I'm already getting depressed. What, what did you think of it there? Depressed uh, it boy? was not good. Um, the camera shots of like them running and then flipping and then running some more. It was just not, I'm just so over these cinematic matches. The only two good ones I can think of is the boneyard match and the stadium stampede. All the, other, year, all the other ones sucked. This year, those are the only two ones. So, and I will give Matt Hardy credit. The first one in TNA like four years ago yeah. was good, and it was groundbreaking. It's what started all this. Yes, it did. So let me ask you this fun question. What would you rather watch? This one? Or Braun Strowman and the... This one? This one. This oh. one, unfortunately. It's shorter. Yes, and that one. There's was some just, wrestling in it. There's yeah. There, there <laughs> wasn't just some sort of weird fucking masturbatory Cape Fear sequel that Bray Wyatt thinks he can pull off because he's such a creative genius. And I, I'll pick this one every time. All right. And the hurricane was in this one. So. Yeah. Such so a creative genius. Triple H had to show you how to walk on a ramp with a lantern, but you know other than that, <laughs> other than that, other than that. So let's go to our next match, as it's going to be a singles match for uh, MJF versus. Chris Jericho, and if MJF wins, him and Warlow are in the inner circle. It's a weird step. <laughs> that's, that's usually the other way. Like you're out of the you're you out of the group. You have to be in, not yeah. you when I get to be in. All right. MJF defeats Chris Jericho in 16 <laughs> minutes and 10 seconds. With the Eddie Guerrero treatment, I gave it three stars. And with this win, MJF and Wardlow are now in the inner circle. Good match, but damn, Jericho was falling apart in yeah. every conceivable way. He, he just turned 50. MJF with the Eddie Guerrero-inspired ending popped me and everyone in the room. Yep. Um, I have to think this is leading towards a coup yep. with MJF usurping Jericho in power. Mm-hmm. 
That's the only conceivable thing I can if find. If it doesn't, what the fuck was the point? You right? know what I see? <laughs> what I see? You can go back to the Monday Night War stories to see this one. Nelsonentertainment.com. Thank you. The Rock joining the nation, and then who's becoming leader? D'Lo. Bingo. I hope it leads to Jericho getting beaten down and taken off TV for a while, because there, if there's one guy that needs to be off TV for a while to freshen up and just... It's Nyla Rose. No, it's fucking Chris Jericho. I like how you said guy, and then you went straight to Nyla Rose. He, needs, right. he needs some time off. To quote Cornette, how can we miss you if you won't go if away? You won't go away. And it's funny, too, because Jericho's one of the guys that normally will go away. But during well, COVID, this time, COVID because stripped of COVID. Fozzie, yeah. So he, oh, I can devote all my time to AEW, which isn't. Guess he doesn't love his family enough to go visit, you know, hang <laughs> I out. I think his work schedule the last 10 years has proven that. At his most lazy times, he's got four jobs. Yeah. He blows up within 10 minutes now. Look at him. I How mean, the fuck do you. <laughs> he's got wart. You keep talking about Wardlow. He's got Warlord syndrome. Remember Warlord? Yeah. How the fuck you be? How the fuck do you have a beer belly and a six pack at the same time? I don't know. How do you do that? You see the picture? He, well, people couldn't see the picture he tweeted <laughs> yesterday. Nope. <laughs> it's, like, it's a photo of him it's posing. Like his, it's like his pants are like kind of pulled down a little bit, and he's like showing off his stomach and stuff. He's like fifty. Never and, looks so good. And, or and it's like just that. crazy because if you it, with us watching young Chris Jericho on the Monday Night War stories, which you can listen to at no so entertainment.com, like how you know shredded he is, and I get it, different ages, thirty years, this, this, this. But it's just like we're seeing him from then to now, and then we see him from when he was at Wrestle Kingdom a few years ago, and then now it's just like well, the difference. How is, is he just one big? Because he eats Frosted Flakes with uh, Grey Goose. Is the issue. It's the alcohol. Frosted flakes are fucking but, terrible. And, and one thing is, long. he is self-aware. To an extent, right? How much do you want to bet within one year? He's telling us that he's playing a character of a guy who got yeah. out of shape. So he's drunk, back? And, yeah. <laughs> How much you want to bet he goes, oh, I'm trying to be the ra- aging rock star dad with the beer gut. That's the character I'm playing. Uh-huh. It's coming. I'm coming. Because that fucker, face. he reads social media, and oh, he gets thin-skinned him, and Mike, you're perfect. Mr. Booble here is somehow blocked for him. Well, not somehow. I, but, but, I guess let's, let's I give, it out. <laughs> let's give Chris a chance. Uh, let's give him a break. He's not a political person. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, Jericho, MAGA these nuts, bitch. Oh. What do you guys think of MJF joining the inner circle? Like I said, it's got to be... It's, uh, it's cooling MJ off a lot. Yeah, it's not helping him right now. The only way I can see it is if it... I think they're using it to necessitate a Jericho face turn. (laughs) It's one of those things of, you know, we say it every every big show. No crowd audience kills the storyline or the match. Example, the... But you can't say that with them. They actually have a crowd. I know that, but not that big of one. But I'm just saying, like, if you had a... thousand people. If you had a full arena for the Young Bucks and FTR match... That might be a five because of the crowd reaction. The crowd would have made a difference, mm-hmm. yes. I wonder if we have no COVID. I wonder if there is even this storyline of Jericho and MJF. Because like you're killing you're, you're killing MJF. I don't I doubt it because I we would you, never got you may not have gotten orange in Jericho either, because he was yeah. supposed to take time off. Yeah. Um they have cooled MJF like, a lot though with this shit. Imagine a prime Roddy Piper joins the corporation. Like, right. Fucking it why? It doesn't work. You know what it's doing? 
Um, it's cooling off MJF a ton, but it's gonna end up helping Wardlow mm-hmm. a shit ton. That motherfucker, he, turns on he might bunny. actually be the one who ends up benefiting from all of this the most. He's good. Maybe that's the point. Could be. And I told you, I heard Cody it, say that the biggest, most, the, the surprising name you're going to hear pushed in the next year is Wardlow. Because, you know, you can always, MJF with his mouth alone, you can always reheat him up. Yeah. Oh, sure. He can do one thing, cut a promo, and boom, he's a prick again. You hate to that level. So this could be to build Wardlow, which, smart in that case. Because they teased it with... Uh, him and Hager just kind of staring at each other. Because if you notice, this company is doing something under the radar that a lot of people don't get because the other company that everybody pays attention to hasn't done it in like 20 years. The first year was all about the bankable stars that they took away from WWE. Jericho, Moxley, those names. Cody. Carver, Cody. Cody. The second year is going to be about... The guys they have that are homegrown, but they're guys that weren't WWE. Omega, Page, those guys. The Bucks. Bucks. The third year mm-hmm. is going to be about the guys they've built. MJF, Wardlow, uh, Starks. Cassidy. Cassidy. That's what's going to be the third year. It, it, it's, it used to be done all the time in wrestling. It hasn't been done forever now, but some people don't know it. But I can see it. I... I because I watch all the old shit so much, and I'm a student of the game, I can see what they're doing. It's in the fourth year, refreshing. John Cena, probably Brock Lesnar. Um, but that's what they're doing, and it's smart. So yeah, it's going to start being the slow build of Wardlow. Four. They've legs. already started Cassidy. They've already started MJF. Starks is going to get that build. It's Will gonna Hobbs. Be, Will Hobbs is definitely Imagine, one, yeah. Yes. In a year, maybe Darby two Allen. years. Darby Allen, yeah. Your your two your top face is Wardlow. Your top heel is MJF. With the with the story That's that they've slowly been that. building. So I mean, <sighs> it's that stuff that makes me such a fan of AEW because we haven't seen a company do that in North America really since the territory days. Because even in the nineties, the FNW series didn't really do it. They just whoever they could sign was who they pushed to the top, and that's where you went. Um, I love seeing this kind of stuff because it's it's investing in your future and making sure you have a turnover. Let's move on to the main event for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship in an I Quit match. John, I'm not going to do the Justin Roberts version. John Moxley. Thank you. Defeats Eddie Kingston and I am pissed off about it. I wanted Kingston to win so fucking bad. God damn it. I'm against wrestlers getting the gold watch treatment, but this is one time I wanted it. I'm a hypocrite. I admit it, <laughs> but I wanted it. I I, I kind of was expecting a little bit more from this match from these two guys. I think there's a limit to what they can do. Mm-hmm. In the corporate atmosphere, that's I 100 agree. You came off watching a death match <laughs> tournament yeah, before I was, this. I was. I so, saw a guy get lit on fire, uh, stabbed. So of course this uh, is going to come off hands as and glass, kind of team, hands you know? and glass match. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Then and Nick. Uh, so Gage. really, it's what you're saying is it's the producer's fault. Yeah, I was, if, I was truly disappointed in this I quit match because I saw some I quit matches earlier in the night that went. Because if you remember correctly. The match they gave us at Full Gear last year was balls out crazy. Yep. But they got in a lot of trouble for that. Yes, they did. 
Did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got fined. But it was like sued. I think they get sued. They, yeah, they got sued. They got fined by the state. For real? Yeah. Yes. So, like. Omega and, and Moxley yeah. did? Everyone did. Yeah. Fuck. Because they, they was, had a fucking bed of barbed wire? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was like, that was a key point. Yeah, it was like, it was, was one too of the key extreme points. in the. Yeah. For them. So, they're probably not going to go to that level again. Um, so, the most level we get is grabbing some barbed wire, wrapping it around someone's neck. Still, I mean, I'll take it, though, because this is way more than WWE will ever give us. Yeah, that's true. Um, let's see. I gave it three and three quarters. Brutal, violent match filled with angry intensity. Pouring the rubbing alcohol over the back filled with thumbtacks was quite the visual. Um, as well as the chokehold with barbed wire. I felt it delivered as a big-time main event. Uh, here's the thing about this that I think is worth talking about. They should give these two a bonus. And I'll explain why. Going into this pay-per-view, just three weeks out, this match was only figured in three three weeks ago. Moxley went to Tony Khan and said, I want to do a pay-per-view match with Eddie. I think we can get it there in three weeks. Because they didn't have a strict plan for him because of the tournament. This match was at best the number three match on the card at the time. Yeah. But... The tag team title match was booked so poorly, and the Jericho MJF thing bombed so much with the hardcores that if these two hadn't cut those promos and got this match up to the point where it was, by God, the fucking main event of the show, and it was without doubt the main event of the show by the time that show happened. If they hadn't got to that point, we could be looking at an entirely different pay-per-view. But these two motherfuckers took it upon themselves to knock it out of the park with the build, and get you to the point where it went from being the number three match on the card to being the undisputed main event of the card. How, how many times has that happened anywhere else, even or any company? I don't care what company. Well, that's not to say it was one match card. No. But there was a clear but top the, of the building. Yeah, but they bumbled it so much with those other two that this became the undisputed reason to get the show. That <laughs> doesn't happen very often. That is true. Uh, Devin, what do you think? I'm torn because I really like to build, but I'm not really a fan of the match because it felt more to me like it was just a match. And it's an I quit match. I get that. But it just seemed like violence for the sake of violence. Just I think we're going to do this and then we're going to hurt each other with that. And then we're going to do this. The build is good. To me, the build. I feel like the match kind of underwhelmed. To me, the build explains the violence. Yes. Because, I mean... I mean the heat with the with his bringing up his mom. Yeah, I mean there was pure hatred there. It was like, look, you know, you brought up my mom and yeah. this, that, and the other, and you sold out and all that. I heard a lot of people too didn't like the fact that the ref wasn't asking. I quit a lot with a microphone, and no, I actually kind of like that. I actually like that. I loved the fact that they didn't have the microphone going. Yeah. You quit. You yeah. quit. You Every quit. two seconds, I always hated that. And I quit. I feel like it takes away from it. It takes exactly. Yeah. So I loved the fact. Yeah, that I like that. But the match to me. And it feels like to me, Moxley's just like a one-trick pony, just death match after death match is. after death match, and it's kind of you're not wrong. Uh, he, not my thing anymore with him. He kind of I'm kind of losing my Moxley love. You're not wrong. He's leaning towards that because that's what he's best at. And I know, and he came from CZW and, and all that crazy shit. Plus, I think he's uh, on a personal level. He hadn't got to do this for so long. I think he's he's. 
cleansing himself of what he did have to do. Yeah, and all that the he stuff, hated for so long. And these long. were probably all the ideas that he wanted to do yeah. and that never got to, which I understand. Um, I but, was. I don't disagree with you either. I think it's we're getting close to time for him to lose the belt. Yeah. I agree. Um, I think he needs to lose the belt. I think I, I think, think it, it hurts the world title to be in so many gimmick matches and so many death-defying death match almost I've, all I, the time. I have enjoyed his title reign, and I think it's I did been, too. And I think it's been an important title reign because it's helped them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're right. He needs to, in terms of the title match, you need to have like maybe one that's not. Yeah, I, and, and the only did, one I can think of was Jericho when he well, won. Hager, Hager. That's true. Hager okay. was. I mean, it was false count anywhere, but it wasn't so hardcore. It was yeah, just I mean, but like you think of Omega, the last match they had, yeah. was, Brody Lee, was, he had another. Yeah, another. It, was, it was all the same. Yeah. like you're, and then you're not wrong there. And I, and I do think, and I'm just guessing on the time frame, but I do think it's that beach break special in January, where I would put the belt on Omega mm-hmm. um, to start the new year, to start the new, the new year, year off yeah. with somebody else, and then I'd have Omega hold it until full gear, and lose to Adam Page. Lose to Adam Page. That's how I would but, do it. Well, I'm more. For now, at least, okay, with Moxley still doing hardcore stuff, and he cuts a damn good promo. He does. He does. Is uh, it's kind of just a personal thing for him, man. You just think I, of what I this guy did, um, on his indie scene, and he had to do those terrible like ladder matches and well, not only chair that, matches. It's it's the the stupid gimmicky shit, like him coming down with the hot dog stand like, and squirting mustard over people killed him coming out of a, coming out of Hulk Hogan's birthday present to yeah. attack Seth Rollins like I mean, stuff that, like that that shit killed him inside <laughs> like, just the hokey the break, I mean the bad break, comedy the breaking point was Brock Lesnar if Brock had participated yeah Brock he might not have left he literally said i would have died in that yeah he was for that. willing to have Brock kill him literally not like in figure of speech literally murder him so on used, national television, so instead of that, he got like three kendo shots. He got three kendo shots and then a five on a fucking chair. So at the end of it, I wrote that this uh, my final verdict. This pay per view was much needed for this company as they've lost their way in the past few months. I feel. I agree. Uh, now let, let them. So I put now let's build on this. Let's go toward forwards. Definitely recommended though. It was a good show. They worked hard. Um, got a long build to the next one. And I'm still going to... I'll thump on that point I made at the end and for as long as I need to, but they should fucking bonus Kingston and Moxley because they, they turned mm-hmm. uh, something into something better than it was. I feel yep. like... The, I, get the comp- I get the feeling this company uh, will slide a couple extra to you. If you if go above you, and beyond. If you go above and beyond. You deliver, I definitely feel that way. You deliver a pay-per-view buy rate. And uh, Shad's got the money. And you know what? Uh, the announcing was for once with JR, not god awful. That's a lot of people. I yeah. A lot of people put him over. What a, did a, what a bar, by the way. It's <laughs> just not god awful. It was probably the best he's been in this company. He was in his pajamas, though. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Shows how seriously he takes this. Right? Um, by God. So let's move on to... Oh, real quickly. I just oh. want to say, uh, I said it as a joke at the paper, but it was actually serious. Uh, I think Tony is fine and Excalibur is good at what he does. But when when the guest on the first match from another company is by far the best commentator you have all night... Yeah. yeah. It's not great. You may want to work on some things. And I, and I think we all agree it's because JR has to be the, you gotta be the man. you got to be the focal point. It's all about me. Uh, if you, I mean, Tony's just king. Tony just laughs and goes, "What do I got, Jr?" If you would get rid of that, then that's right, I Jr. Think it would improve significantly. 
What part? Okay, the one part that did piss me off. <laughs> Jr. doesn't learn. He will not learn the names of moves. So he has Excalibur do it. Yep. Say that part. But then when Excalibur does it for him, he gets he makes fun of him for knowing their names. It's like, what do you just? You just don't want to call it anything. WWE folks, just fucking, you can't have it both ways. God damn it! Can't be a wrestling fan, Corey. Twenty twenty. That's that's embarrassing. You know what? I'm finding out that's yeah, the right. truth too. Yeah, so Mark with with yeah, Mark. Not a whole lot going on in the uh, WWE. What are you talking about? You Joe? ain't fucking kidding there. Well, There's that I Randy would... Drew feud that is so awesome. I, I think so. Next week, I'll say this. So next week they're doing Randy versus Drew part. 85? Four or five, yeah. Is, do you think there's a possibility? No. 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 Drew they're doesn't gonna, win. They're not going to run. I thought about it today. Yeah. On and and Edge and Randy ago. still the firm plans. Yeah, yeah. plus Edge and Randy is the WrestleMania match. Um, <laughs> yeah. For the title, you know, because Cause all those young I guys. I need a 52-year-old Edge. Hey, Corey, we're pushing, 40, we're, we're pushing new stars. Pushing that new star. 47. Isn't it refreshing that we just talked about a company where even if we don't agree with everything they're doing, we broke down that they have a game plan to elevate younger talent to that level yep. with a slow and steady process that's been proven to work for generations. And we're on this one. It's like, hey, 52-year-old uh, Crippled Edge is going to wrestle Randy Orton for the world title. And win it. And win it. After coming off, you know, fusion neck surgery and torn and, triceps. And, 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 and we know for a fact that'll be the main event of WrestleMania Unless Vince can talk Undertaker into wrestling one more time. Which he will. And you know what sucks? Fuck me. It'll be Taker and Cena main event. You know what sucks is that... I won't watch it. Edge is... I mean, Matt Hardy might disagree. Maybe one of the nicer guys in the business. Um, It's going to take somebody like him being fucking crippled until Vince stops this shit. Mm -hmm. He's going to cripple his ass in the middle of a ring at WrestleMania on live fucking pay-per-view. And then maybe he'll get the fucking hint. You know what the sad part that is, too? That sucks, dude. That is ultra sad. Also, the other sad part is that Edge, I read an interview with him after after WrestleMania, right? And he has such good intentions. It's almost like he doesn't realize the company he's worked for for 25 years. Yeah, is the reason. Because his intentions <laughs> were, I believe I could come back and wrestle at a level where I can elevate the next generation. Hmm. They they don't want you to edge. That's no. the whole point. The whole You're coming back to win the title and feud with old guys still. They don't want you to build up Ricochet. They don't want you to build up Mustafa Ali. Because they don't want them built. No. That's not what they want they you for. They don't think Ali beating you does anything. Nope. Those two, by the way, had a great match on Monday. Oh, you, do, you don't say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Weird just how that works out. Just uh, just uh, something there. Surprised I wasn't on main event, actually, but, you know, whatever. No, no. Tucky and Humberto Carrillo are on there. Yeah. Okay, uh, Humberto Carrillo, he, he deserves to just sit on main event and never get a fucking chance again. Jesus Christ. Uh, <sighs> Tucker is actually a former 24 stone champion. That, mat, that belt means nothing. I am yeah. too, Jeff. It, uh, <laughs> it was a, a match that you uh, thought, I thought, um, yeah. would never have happened. It was a seven way. Of course. For the 24 like seven. They're not even trying. And I there mean, was like 14 champions. They're of, actively so. trying to put on bad shows. Yeah. Speaking there's a like, chance in your current but, uh, uh, NFC uh, champion right here. But your, uh, Miss Bliss is, uh, Going further and further to the dark side. The only thing WWE has going good for them is Roman. Yeah, I watched SmackDown. Did you watch SmackDown? Yes. SmackDown was good. It was good. Um, Let's talk about that then for a second, since it was good. (laughs) (laughs) 
WWE. <laughs> then now, let's talk about this. It's actually good. It's someone. This so sucks. Hey, hey. I, this guy sucks. I'm gonna go take a leak. <laughs> Raw's on. Hey, this sucks. I'm gonna go take a leak. Twist his leak. dick. I love what they're doing still with Roman and Uso, where Uso fell in line, but he's not super happy about it, and he doesn't understand all the rules yet. Yep. And fucking, what's her name? Little Miss COVID. Um, Kayla Braxton. Kayla Braxton. Little Miss COVID. Little Miss COVID. She's got it like five times or some shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) So like her busting Jey Uso's balls in that interview. Did you see that at all? No, I didn't see the interview. Holy fuck. So she starts talking to him. She's like, so what's it feel like to sell out to your cousin and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, you got the jokes, huh? You got... And Heyman shows up and Heyman's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm doing an interview. He's like, did Roman give you the okay? He's like, I got to do that. And she's like, so how does it feel to have Paul Heyman have a better spot in your family than you? He's like, oh, you still got the jokes, huh? Jesus. And Heyman's like, Boom, oh, we need to go see Roman. He wants you. So like Roman, he comes out. And at first he's like, let's go talk to Roman. And Paul's like, I'll tell you what. I'll go in and get him and bring him to you. Like, Uso can't even go in the dressing room yet. Wow. And Roman comes out, and he's looking, like, off camera the whole time. He doesn't even look at Uso, and he's like, what are you doing? Did I... I didn't tell you you could do a promo, man. He's like, it's just a promo, man. It's my job. He's like, you got to come through me first. I tell you what to do. And he's like, well, what about Kevin Owens? You going to let him just talk about our family like that? And he builds Uso up to like Uso's like, I'm gonna go take care of Kevin Owens. Like, Fuck that guy. So Uso walks off and Roman, without changing his look at all, Paul's behind him. He goes, Did you know about this? And Paul's like, I, I, I didn't know he was doing it until he was doing it. And he's like, I pay you to know what's going on <laughs> so you can take care of it so I don't have to. Oh, Never God. once look, stopping his look. And, and Paul is like, You can tell Paul's like, nervous and scared and then Roman just goes back in the dressing room I was like fucking A this is perfect holy oh! shit <laughs> he's so good did you know about this I pay you to know about if this if we didn't have the COVID era though we may yeah. have never gotten this so that's one so like, I'll keep watching Smackdown because this shit is fucking next level I don't know about you but that's worth a million lives so the main events Uso and Owens and Owens seems to be getting the upper hand, and all of a sudden Roman's music hits and distracts, and Uso just headbutts him in the dick and then splashes him and wins. And oh, I then, saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but Roman never comes all the way down. He just stands there. He lets uh, Uso come up to him, and they kind of pose together, but you can tell he's still like. Way in front and holding the title. Yeah, way in him. front and holding the title. You can get behind me. Step behind me to the left. <laughs> it's like. Back bad. to the left. Yeah. It's badass shit. And I was like, okay, so. Between that and the Bailey Sasha stuff, they're doing well on SmackDown, and the never-ending Ray Rollins drama that I'm sick and tired of, but still gets ratings and views on YouTube and shit. So they keep doing it, and Fox wants it. It's like all the good storylines and stuff that's that they're doing well is on SmackDown, mm-hmm. and Raw is just fucking unrepentant no, garbage. If I if I could take you back for just a second, uh, Corey and gentlemen in this room here. Four years ago. Did you think you'd be this into uh, Bailey and Sasha? No. <laughs> Not one bit. But it's they've done a damn good job. And I'll tell you what. Hill Bailey's the key. God I was like, they can never do a Hill Bailey. They can't have that character go Hill. But goddamn, they could. And well, I mean, they couldn't do her baby face either. So fuck it, try Hill. Yeah, they, I mean, the baby face thing <laughs> failed miserably. We started with calling her Karen for like four months. 
Uh, can I see your manager, please? But it got better. It got and better. she is fucking great at it. Um, yeah, SmackDown's good. Uh, NXT no. sucks, too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just throw it out there. NXT hey, sucks. Hey, hey, hey. Cameron Grimes. Hey. He's great. He's fucking great. Johnny Gargano, two-time North American champion. I ain't feeling this Gargano shit. Cameron Grimes is great. If you didn't... If, so, if... Did any of you, besides Corey, watch Halloween Havoc? I watched the Gargano match, but I didn't like him at Halloween Havoc, being scared of everything. I thought that was great. I didn't like that. I like the fact that they go. he goes to the haunted house. First I off, love the bathroom. Michael Hayes. Hey. Why'd the ref turn around? Because he has to be a zombie. It's Halloween Havoc. That he goes in, and he gets scared by a little tricycle. He's like, hey, Dexter, you got yourself a, a kid? No. Okay, <laughs> and then he goes in the shower and sees a lady, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm a little sweaty. I guess this lady's gonna about to meet some Cameron Grimes, and it's a zombie." Jeez. And then, then the following week, he's so scared of his own shadow. Honest to God, if they just put Walter and Cameron Grimes on SmackDown, I can forget the other two plot even fucking exist. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So that was in the past. Let's look oh. to the future, shall we? Real quick. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't have a show last week. That's true. Uh, Walter and Ilya Dragunov. Five stars. Holy shit. My God. Five stars. I started... Five and a half stars. On on March 1st of 2020. Yeah. I said with... Actually, on February 29th, that night, I said with complete certainty, we've seen the match of the year, fellas. I remember that. Yes. Page and Omega against the Young Bucks. Without a shadow of doubt. Nope. This beats it. Yep. Holy fuck. I couldn't watch it without looking away. That's how fucking Cringe-worthy. stiff um, that was. I might watch it again. We watched when I get home because it's we watched UFC later that wasn't that stiff. Yeah, um, um, I have heard MMA fighters be like Jesus Christ. <laughs> we kept watching it going that yeah this was earlier stuff. I, so. I I hate when Dave Meltzer goes over five stars. I think it's fucking stupid, but. I would a hundred percent like five and a half. <laughs> yeah. so, I it would was get. so. It, there was no slowdown moment. There, no. Sure, there were some headlocks and stuff, but it even it, those were brutal. It yeah. was like a little almost too stiff. Like the open slaps to the face. It was you uncomfortable. Can, with time. You, you I, can knock somebody there, out there doing is, that, as we I, saw earlier. I don't know how how <laughs> I don't know how it is, but there is a like they did a watch along. Of that match? Oh, yeah, with but, well, Drew like, and Sean. And really? Drew Sean Regal and Regal. And, yeah. And, like, I think, like, a few other people. But I was, I think Sheamus. Yeah. There's, like, six six people that they did, like, a... Uh, if Sheamus had a healthy neck, I would love him to and see Walter. him Walter. Oh, my God. Uh, well, first of all, Sheamus is about as wide as printer paper. <laughs> Imagine the chops, marks on his chest from oh Walter. Oh, God, it would be terrible. But. Drew and Walter would be fun. Yeah. Uh, but overall... Walter and Ming. And Stan Hansen. <laughs> I'm still saying my dream match in WWE that could still happen is Brock Lesnar and Walter. And Walter. That's like the one that, that's left for me. Walter has to win. I mean... I mean, <laughs> Walter wouldn't go over, though. He that's wouldn't. the problem. Yeah, I know. There's no way he goes over. Mm. Yeah, that... that uh, I... I would be remiss if we didn't at least give some time to yeah, that match. I forgot about that's the that, match but there. like, good God, that match was fucking violent. Uh, there isn't a... I don't think there's a combination in any company that could beat that match this year. 
And I told, um, I don't know if I told all of you or just Joe, but like two weeks earlier. Oh, fuck us, right? Well, yeah. I think it was in the group one. But, <laughs> yeah. but sometimes when it comes to match fuck recommendations me, right? with you two, it's like, who cares? Wow. Uh, fuck us, right? You're not going to watch it. Yeah. Whoa. But I was like, they had a tag match where it was Walter and Alexander Wolf, against Ilya and Pete Dunn. And I was like, guys, you need to fucking watch this match. I can't remember if it was the group one or just him. It was just Joe. Holy fuck, that was physical as shit. And I was like, God damn. And this outdid that by a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, for once, I was actually glad there was no fans because yeah, of how fucking works. great it, added it sounded. so much to that match without fans. The was noises. Like, there was literally like 12 people in there. Yeah, it worked. I mean, it was it was great. It was so good. So At low key NXT UK since coming back last month has been fucking good. Uh, Rampage Brown, they just signed. Yeah, Rampage Brown's there now, which is another big British name. My fear, because it's WWE, is they will have these guys wrestle for nine months and try not do each other every single not. match, I and hope, I just you can't outdo that match. I hope that <laughs> you could. No, like, Walter could kill him. No, like <laughs> you, so. Here's the thing: you will never be. Better than that match, you could be as good, but you will never top the match. Walter versus the Electoral College. <laughs> uh, Sean and squat, <laughs> Sean and Taker. No, <laughs> no. Four fifty to one. <laughs> yeah. They win the main congressional. District. Stop the count. Stop the count. Stop the chop. Stop the chop. Yeah, no, it was great. A great match. Um, so let's move on to the future. As this upcoming Friday, Friday the thirteenth. Talking Shop, a Mania Two, two. Rise of the Torturer. Jesus. Um, uh, let's say I will read you a premise here. Uh, there's a photo of who's on it, and I don't want to say. Hopefully, Corey hasn't been spoiled. I haven't seen it. Don't try to avoid it as possible because there's some people that <laughs> are on the war stories. What are on this? Um, I'm just gonna do. Let's see, Public Enemies. Oh nope. There's a few from the last week's sh- last one. God damn it. Okay, good. However, there I hope, are. I hope not, win. I hope not Enzo. <laughs> uh, he's not on the here. Thank God. There's some 80 wrestlers. Their merch table. Um, <laughs> I hope that Nature Boy is back to an headlock on somebody for an hour and a half. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, the uh, Friday the 13th, be horrified by the events that promise to be the worst than the first. Who, who will survive the impossible ball for a ball match? <laughs> Will retro pooption make their presence oh known? <laughs> and uh, so, yes, there are, hang on, uh, out of the uh, war stories, one, two, three, four. Oh, Enzo will be there. Five, six. Um, Jesus. Six, six of them. Fantastic. Yep. And then a lot from the first time. Did you awesome. watch the first one, Devin? No, he wasn't here. I he was out of town. Are you going to be here this time? When is it? Friday, Friday. the 13th. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> That's scary. Oh, wait. I won't be here that day. Poor Kay. I have a thing. Uh, I work so this is the 13th. At Donna but it's at night. Uh, well, so is mine. Oh, okay. At night. At night. That's nice. Um, and then on uh, November 21st. November 21st, folks. Yeah. Slamilton. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. As No Cell Entertainment will be sponsoring a wrestler. Who are we sponsoring, uh, Corey? 
Well, that would be the octopus Jonathan Gresham. Uh, ROH Pure Champion. The ROH Pure Champion Jonathan Gresham. Yes, sir. Who Corey has been high on for some time. Hell yeah. One of my top five favorite workers. Uh, When the producer sent this list, I was like, well, it's Gresham. So. There you go. It was like five people and she were like. Money well spent. Money well spent. Uh, So, yeah. Tune into that. Uh, it's uh, we will, I believe, mark out no sell next week. Yes, card. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, it, we don't know if it's a two show or one show or what we're doing because it's, since it's unconfirmed about that so far. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no sell entertainments will be making its pay per view debut. Hell yeah, baby! And Black Label Pro has been a pretty mm-hmm. uh, solid indie company this year, making a name for themselves. Yes. Producer's a big fan. Yes, she is. As we've been watching death matches constantly and Black Label Pro <laughs> uh, this past weekend, we did watch the Nick Gage tournament, death tournament. I've been trying to find a name for her that matches the death match. Stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, one of the, uh, I, I, I Combat Zen Wrestling. Combat Zen Wrestling. I'll tell you some spots. A guy got razor edge to the outside on the table. But they don't have padding. It's just sand, and they had just a piece of tarp. Jesus. So he landed on the table on the tarp. Oh. Sand doesn't give. <laughs> uh, Nick Gage was great on commentary, as he did not give a fuck if he was talking about the match or yelling murder, death, kill to the fans that were yelling, saying that they love him. Uh, a lot of times he would be uh, making a comment about like, "Hey, that guy's a pussy," and I would love. Well, I can't wait to beat his ass when I come back. Um, if he has a weapon, why is he not just stabbing him and having the blood gush? Uh, I'm still holding out for my all-time favorite dream commentary team for GCW. Yeah. Of uh, Nick Gage and Juventud Guerrero. That'd be great. Oh uh, the main event was uh, a... I don't know what the fuck the juice is, but murder, death, kill, motherfucker. was a hardcore... It was uh, the death match. I think it was, it was Mance Warner and... I want to say Alex Cologne. No, not Cologne. It was somebody else. But they had to, they hot glued their hands and then dipped it in glass. But they showed the camera. Holy the, the Taipei death match. But they took the, they took also the um, tarp off the ring. So it's just they're fighting on the, on the wood. And they cut back and Nick Gage is on commentary during Jesus. the match before. And he's like, yeah, the main event's coming up next, and I'm going to go back there and make sure they get glass on their hands. So they cut the camera back, and it's Nick Gage holding the bucket of glass. Like, yeah, get fucking in there. Oh, yeah, let me look. I approve. Uh, let me look. I approve. And then like the match happens, and like the guy has like a knife because they have plastic knives. Like, uh, they have a... They actually, no. They had a whole knife, like eight knives stacked along, and they would get thrown into it. A guy took it and like started to blade the guy. And Nick Gage is like, fucking stab him if you got the knife. That's what I would do. Jesus He's not Christ. wrong. He's Holy not wrong. Fuck, and then dude. like later on, he'd be like, yeah, murder, fuck, murder, death, kill, fuck, yeah, I love you guys. And she's like, sorry, guys, I don't give a fuck about this match. Or something, you know, like, <laughs> they did that during the whole night. So what you're saying is Nick Gage is the death match uh, uh, version of announcer Jim Ross in AEW. Well, yes, because yes. Like, he, like, he, it's like, um... There was like a eight man match scramble type thing, and then Levi, the and they were doing the uh, using his um, what's it called, the butter mixer, yeah, and churner. Was, the churn, and they're using, it, and they're all taking their turn doing it, and like Nick Gage's like, what the fuck are they doing, fucking, what the fuck is this? And he's like, no disrespect, okay, 
with all due respect, this fucking sucks. Why are they not wrestling or fighting? You know, oh, I was like, if I, if I was in there, I'd be fucking killing them all right now. I'm like, yep, Nick fucking Gage all <sighs> fucking day. But, yeah, that was great. And then, <laughs> like, watching uh, the death matches and then going to full gear, I'm like, Jimmy Lord got set on fire. And then the best part is this. Get set on fire. They put him out instantly. And, like, the other commentators like, oh, my God, he was set on fire. And Nick Gage like, they put him out right away. Pussy. Fucking pussy. <laughs> oh, God. It was great. Fucking, if, if you can find out, if you guys can find a way to listen to a Nick Gage commentary, great. I, I actually watched him, I watched a death match between Joey Janela and I forget who he was wrestling, but Nick Gage does commentary on it. This was um, American Rana 18, I think, for Beyond Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And he was hilarious there. Like they were using like the like the four the four edge razor wire mm-hmm. barbed wire, and you could just see it sticking in Janela's back, and then the guy pulls him off, Ugh. and Gage is like, "Yeah, that's some real fucking shit right there, motherfucker, murder, death, kill." And it, he was, but he was hilarious the whole time. Jesus, he's going to be the next one to have a mass transit incident. He's like, "That was a pussy ass power bomb on those cinder blocks." Do it tougher. Do it like you mean it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think he frightened me. He uh, should. He should. Some indie work- workers, uh, Alex Zane, uh, looks like he's going to WWE. My guess is WWE because, as I said last week off air, if all they say is, oh, it's my final indie match, but they have no update on their future, that's WWE because WWE doesn't want them talking about anything. Let, well, before we uh, leave, I was on to ask, where do you think the Rascals are going? I saw that. They are announcing that next week on Impact. It's the legit last show. Yeah. That makes me sad. They are a really good fit there. Selfishly, I want them to go to AEW because they could just do a lot of fun stuff with a lot of the high-flying stuff. Plus, those three can actually wrestle as well. Yeah. So they would fit in nicely with wrestling matches. Put them with bro. No. <laughs> Put them in the Riddle. Yeah. Think riddle, about that. riddle and the Rascals. Think about that for a second. Uh, Rascal and the Riddle. I've gotten to the point where if they want to make their money, I'm all for them going to WWE. But selfishly, I never want to see Young Talent go to WWE. Yeah. Because that's where Young Talent goes to fucking die. They have one of the best... Pound for pound wrestlers in the world in Ricochet. And they do absolutely fucking nothing with him. He's not even a jobber on Raw. He's just there. Catering. So I I never want Young Talent to go there. Yeah. But I also don't betroth them or I don't be I don't like hold it against them to want to get money. Yeah. That's the nature of the Of course, of course. But do you know where I, I want you guys to go to? And everybody listening. Deep in the heart of San Francisco. Close. Or what That was my like, 17th guess. NoSellEntertainment.com, where you can listen to all of our lovely podcasts and read all of our lovely blogs. You can also find all of our podcasts. I'm thing of the past now. Well, they're still up there. Just Jeff's. And yours. What's it? Oh, I forget mine. Yeah. Don't forget your stick. I forget my stick. Yeah, you know, every time. <laughs> every time. When's the last time that Jeff is your wrote stick, something? Actually, 
Uh, the last <laughs> time Mr. Mac wrote something was him saying he has something coming up. Get on with it, you son of a bitch. And you can get on with all of our podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts. Murder, death, kill. Send us something, fucker. <laughs> <laughs>